may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and Um, I, I left a couple in on one guy tonight. He fucking first thing he, we played on, we play, played with him Thursday, and they, they're in a, set, a second group. I played like I've just joined on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. On Thursday, the prick went over the top of the ball while wearing molds and stuck a lovely hole in my shin. Oh, is this the same guy? Yeah, and then tonight, he um, pretty much same thing again, but this time on top of my ankle. So I back. fucking let, <laughs> I had him about six times. I said, I sent one time, I sent him about six foot in the air. Really? I fucking went through it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very um, cathartic isn't it oh I, that mine was just a proper fuck you like that one where I fucking levered him as well it was that was a total just you cunt I'm recording this it's really decent it's fine yeah I, me and me admitting to GBH it's fine what's his name I don't know the guy's name <laughs> <Go on about. laughs> if you're listening yeah, I'm coming for you next time no he's a Man United fan he ain't gonna listen to this Oh, you yeah, should have. Well, you should have listened a couple weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you from Old Trafford. <laughs> Would have loved it. Um, should we just get started then? Yes. Thank you. Sorry, <laughs> I just needed someone <laughs> to say yes. Uh, right then, three, two, one. It's been a few weeks. A lot has happened. There's been three international games, a roller coaster of a transfer window, and a clean sheet and a win against Preston. And. The view from the Ninians back too. Joining me as always for another fun-filled episode is Ben Price. Ben, how are you? I'm very well, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Studied anyone in the shins recently? Uh, just a couple of Man United fans, it's fine. Just coming, lovely, lovely. And Tom Phillips, how are things in the dark ages, Tom? Great, feeling refreshed after the international break, so, you know, yeah. r- raring to go. <laughs> like, a, like a player interview. Was it nice to get away from the boys? Yeah, it was, you know, time of the family for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just rearing to go now. Glad to be back with the boys. Yeah, yeah, back in training. You, Ben, as well? Yeah, refreshed, ready to go. Looking forward to the next games ahead. It's a tough window, but um, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, there's no better place to start, really, than the game that happened today. The, the Preston win, obviously, for those who... You should have watched it, but if you didn't, we beat Preston 1-0 with a, a Shea Ojo goal. His first goal in Cardiff Colours. Ben, what did you make of the performance? Uh, first half was dire from both sides. Mm-hmm. literally the only thing that happened I can think of was Cunningham getting subbed mm-hmm. um, classic but, Cunningham yeah second half though really good um, played well controlled the midfield um, it was just a nice little win perfect away performance hit them on the counter it was probably as good of a counter attack as you're going to see in this team oh, it was sweeping wasn't it yeah I think every single Cardiff fan when they see Kiefer Moore through you've got Harry Wilson one side you've got Shea Ojo the other everyone screaming pass the ball to Wilson <laughs> and then when he passed the ball to Ojo, I think everyone let out Universal for fuck's sake. Yep. And the lad absolutely slammed it top bins and just, just cracking finish. 
good goal, wasn't it? Uh, Tom, do you think that's the start of us getting a bit more out of OJ? I think he's coming for a bit of criticism so far this season, but he, he looked good today. Yeah, he did. He looked sharp. Um, and I think having people like Wilson and stuff on the field as well would free him up a little bit as well, a little bit less pressure. But, he, you know, he was impressive today. He's got a lot of pace. He's another outlet for us. And, mm-hmm. yeah, like like Ben said, like I thought we'd gone the wrong way with our counter-attack, but he, he showed a lot of composure, more took a runner away from him so he could put it onto his right foot, and it was a hell of a finish. Because the ball had hit the net before uh, Rudd had a chance to dive. It was yeah. a great finish. I mean, that shows the intelligence of Moore, doesn't it, Ben? I think he... You know, he, he helped helped with the break, took the ball on, passed it to Ojo. But then that, he didn't have to make that run, but he takes the defender out of the way and it clears a path for Ojo. And I think that just shows the, the footballing brain on Kiefer. Oh, it's brilliant play. Um, to take that and create that bit of space is just, just, just enough for him to get the shot off as well. It was the perfect run to drag that man out there. Um, yeah, he's, he's so much more than a big target man that some Sky presenters seem to think that's all he is. Um, the bloke's a really, really intelligent footballer. Probably one of the most intelligent players we've had mm-hmm. uh, just in a few few games we've seen him play. His hold-up play for the goal as well, just to battle through and just get that flick for the, before and the pass. Yeah. I don't think enough was made that by Sky. It's like, that is top-class centre-forward play to bring the other players in. Well, he's, he's, he's Premier League class, isn't it, Phillips? Yeah, it's scary how, like, how well he settled in over the last like, year or so with Wales and now with us. Like he is an absolute nuisance, and it's like he on the ball, he's fantastic. And then the only mistake he really made was in the air when he probably should have scored. Ironic, yeah. But um, yeah, he's fantastic, and you know you've got an outlet. Whether if like if the ball's on the floor or in the air, it's like Harris like alluded to after the game. It's like you've got to have two two plant two styles of play in the championship to be successful, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like the linchpin for both. Yeah, um, and he's just going to be he's just going to be an absolute steal for us of two million I think if, if you look at the stats from today uh, around Keith Moore I think it was one assist two chances created 15 jewels won 14 out of 23 aerial jewels won so he's he's putting that lovely hair to, to good use six ball recoveries and 45 touches overall I mean that's a, a touch every minute every two minutes basically which shows how, how integral he is to the way we play but another man with lovely hair had a good performance today Ben um, Sean Morrison uh, he's grown that afro out um, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get to later but he was incredible today wasn't he that's might be the best performance he's ever had in a card of shit. He was just an absolute beast, wasn't he? Um, just, it wasn't a case of like last-ditch defending or doing anything like amazing that sort of was what he did say. What he did was just stop everything before it could build yeah. a chance of press and didn't give him a fucking sniff. Yeah. Uh, ridiculous. He got man of the match and there were some stats around him as well. So um, I don't know if you want to talk amongst yourselves while I try and find them. Um, uh, Tom, did you like Sean Morrison's performance as well? Yeah, it, it, like he was absolutely everywhere. And like the fascinating thing was, he didn't give a foul away at the whole no. time. He was everywhere. He put a load of tackles in, like like blocks and everything, and just even put, he looked really comfortable on the ball. Like the amount of that's time quite a new of, thing, isn't it? Because Morrison yeah, always used to look a bit panicked. Yeah, like I think having someone like you know you've got the pace of Nelson behind you as well gives you a little bit more freedom to kind of push forward a little bit. Yeah, but he was bringing the ball forward and like linking up with our midfielders but and after a couple of set pieces he stayed up top just for a ball back into the box and stuff and he, he just seems to be like a new era of confidence in his game he's not just there to hoof the ball away and head the ball away he's there now to kind of play a bit of ball the i think the the, the premier league year matured him so at the start of that year he looked a bit a bit shaky you know the newcastle performance where he gave away that handball and he, he didn't look great but he came into his own at the end of the season but i found the tweet now so i'll read it out to you 
So he was man of the match. Seven clearances. He gained possession seven times. 67% of his aerial duels won. No fouls conceded and 57 touches, which was the most for Cardiff. I mean, that, that shows, Ben, doesn't it? A slight change in our tactics. Because if he's getting the ball a lot at the back, then we're playing out from the back, aren't we? Yeah, and just he, he took control and just dominated the entire game. Um, I think the thing that impressed me is no fouls given away. Considering he's normally called up on fouls in the opponent's box. Yeah. Um, every sort of jump he made sort of shows that, one, he's becoming more clever. He's sort of wising up to the sort of style of play. And also we're not using him as an outlet for every single throw in every single corner. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was just phenomenal when he just... I didn't realise... I've always thought he's better on the ball than people give him credit for. But yeah, he really impressed me with his ball, the way he carried the ball today. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think the last, the last season and a half and the, the end of the Premier League year, last season and a half, the last season and the start of this season, he's showing just how good he is and how much he's matured as a footballer. Um, another player who looked quite good today, obviously the, it was a lot of excitement around this one, Phillips, the, uh, the introduction of uh, lovely Harry Wilson. What did you make of his performance? You know, only trained with us once, but he still looked cut above, didn't he? Yeah, it's just his movement off the ball. It's just, he's always looking for something. He's always offering a pass that we haven't had anyone do that before. And he's just so lively. And, but he was putting tackles in, he was closing players down because we were playing like kind of a full court press. Mm-hmm. And he was like instrumental to us in the second half. He was absolutely everywhere. And I mean, Klopp has Gengen pressed. What do we have? Like Geskaya press or something like that. <laughs> what the... I don't know. I was just trying to think of a Welsh word. <laughs> but... Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> but no, he was fantastic. And like, yeah, he didn't get a goal. And like Ben was saying, I was screaming at the TV yeah. to get the ball to him. My mum came down to check if I was all right because I thought we'd blown it. But no, he was absolutely everywhere. And, you know, it's not ideal him coming on so early in the game without um, a training session or anything. But it's promising. It's definitely promising. Do you agree with that, Ben? I do. Um, I actually thought we didn't get the ball from enough, to be honest. I think he sort of, I don't know if I want him playing in the 10 role all the time. Mm-hmm. I think you look at his stats for Derby, for Bournemouth and even for Hull, he was at his best when he was on the right cutting into the left and sort of creating that space to get a shot off. Sometimes I think in the middle, he, you allow two people to sort of gather on him. Everyone knows the quality he's got and someone like Alex Neal ain't dull, dull but you're going to stick two people on him at all points mm-hmm. to try and squeeze him out of the game. Um, so yeah, hopefully going forward, he sort of plays out more on the right or the left than out wide than he does in the 10, but yeah, come on, what, 20-odd minutes in? Uh, one training session and putting a performance like that, it's only good. The bloke's just yeah, he's, quality. He's just, just little bits that he's sort of... that shows he is Premier League class. I think it's just the way he, he, he... When he gets the ball, he always puts it out of his feet and looks for the next move immediately. And it's such a small thing, but it kind of creates an angle or it takes the ball away from a defender or puts him into a new position. And I think that's what we're going to see from him, really. I think it's just... Um, I mean, it's a masterstroke signing, which we'll, we'll, we'll talk about in a bit more later. But obviously, it wasn't all good, Tom. Two injuries in the first half. Um, Jordi, well, not in the first half. Injury in the first half to Cunningham, injury in the second half to Jordi. I think Harris has said it's tightness and they should be back uh, in this week. But it, it just shows how thin we are at fullback, doesn't it? Yeah, it really did highlight that. That was the one area we didn't strengthen as much as we needed to. Um, well, it was promising that, you know, Bakuna, who can be a bit of a, I don't know, loose cannon at times. Yeah, he, he slotted in nicely and put in a good performance. You know, Nelson had to move across. And even with like a, a patchwork back four, we, we performed well, kept a clean sheet. And I think, I think 
we have got players in that team who are versatile. Um, mm-hmm. We have got like Bennett coming back and stuff as well. But I think we we do need to strengthen that position if it is possible. Um, otherwise, we, we it could be because I think Cunningham could be a little longer than Geordie as well, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I think Geordie will be back, but Bennett Bennett should be back to cover for Cunningham. But then all of a sudden yeah. we're we're one fallback in each position. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's a, it's a bit worrying. But hopefully Harris will got another masterstroke to show us this week. Ben, does 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 the injury crisis at, at fullbacks worry you, or are you confident they'll be back for Wednesday? Um, I'm not confident at all. We rushed Bennett back before, and we saw that he went down very quickly with a repeat of the injury. Um, we don't mm-hmm. want to lose him for longer than we need to. Um, perhaps it's a chance to give Bag in his first um, first minutes of senior championship football. Um, but it does show it does show that probably the only area that we failed in in the window was getting a decent, is getting cover at fullback in. Yeah. I mean, when Chris Gunter's going to Charlton, it, it says a lot, really, that there were players out there, weren't there, that we just didn't pick up. Um, we, we asked Twitter for their reactions to today's game, so I'll just run through some of the comments now. Uh, Daniel Morgan, Pack has completely changed our mind on him, been quality lately. My question would be, do you think Wilson is going to be our main number 10 now or is his best position on the wing? So, I mean, let's talk about Marlon Pack, right? Uh, ben, we were talking about it during the game. He was very solid, wasn't he? He's arguably been player of the season so far, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, I can't think of a bad game he's had. There's been games where he's not been amazing, but you wouldn't look at a single performance and say he's had a shocker. No. And he sort of reinvented himself and sort of really found his role in that squad. Do you think it was um, he didn't really work in a Warnock side? Do you think that's, that's the difference? I, don't know, I, think, I think it's a mix of we're more familiar with him now and know what he brings to it. Because I think everyone saw him as a like-for-like for replacement for Gunnarsson. Yeah. And he never was going to be that. Um, I think his first game gave us false hope on that as well because he was quite... Battling. He was all over the shop, wasn't he? Yeah. He sort of repeat, repeated the Gunnison forms in the first game and sort of never got to that heights again. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think the midfield worked out how to play to his best as well. Him sitting there and just sort of pinging the ball about. Um, the system suits him now. Tom, any thoughts on Marlon Pack? Yeah, well, he's definitely heard your abuse of him over the last <laughs> six months and take, you know, taking it on board. So, no, but I think like the likes of like Rawls and stuff coming back in as well gives him that little bit of freedom and a little bit less mm-hmm. pressure in there. But yeah, he's been fantastic at the beginning of this year and um, this season, sorry. But like today, you'd have like uh, players around him and he seemed to get his way out of it and spray a pass out. And there was times where he wasn't quite doing that. But yeah, he seems to have found his feet now and long may it continue. Yeah, I I always just thought it, it might have been the system last year because obviously Warnock side in particular they play where they try to absorb so much pressure and then uh, take it on the break. And at Bristol he'd probably been playing in quite an attacking side because Bristol you know they were a Premier League team in training and they like to play football. <laughs> um, and I just wonder if he suffered because of that because he was asked to do a bit more defensively when he was probably more of a a link man where he gets the ball and plays it onto the player who, who's going to do something with it. So maybe that's where Wilson will help him. Um, we heard we heard Ben's thoughts on Wilson being 10, Tom, but um, obviously with that question, do you think Wilson will be our main 10 or is his best position on the wing? What, what do you think about that? I don't know. <laughs> and I, I don't think he knows. No. But, but um, I don't know. I, I think he could start in that kind of 10 role because we haven't really got another answer for it permanently if Tomlin's in and out with injuries and suspensions and whatever he's up to half the time. You know, he, he, could, he could be an outlet. And we have got wingers there. Granted, we don't have the likes of Mendes Lang anymore. Mm-hmm. But he, he, I think you kind of could just give him some, like a sort of free role. 
Yeah. Where you, you, let you, him do what he wants. Yeah, let him do what he wants. Just get, get the, the Kumas role from, from 15 years ago. Well, yeah, I think so. Because you can see he's got the fitness for it. He may lack match fitness, but he, he was running all day. Yeah. And he puts himself about. And he can spring a goal from anywhere. Like, you've seen it today. Like, we don't test keepers enough. Like, no. we, we go through a whole half of football without getting a shot on goal. And he's already looking like... The more we can get him on the ball, the better, I think. You broke up a little bit there, Tom. Oh, sorry about that. That's all right. We'll just have to always wonder what you actually said. Oh. No, we got the gist of it. <laughs> um, Sam Hardwell says, I really think we need to start talking about Moles being the best professional defender, like some of the unprofessional defenders we've had. The club has seen for a long time. Keeps his head up, even when his own feels as if it is down. Um, I mean, over the last couple of years, he's definitely proven himself. But apart from maybe Manga in the last sort of 10 years, is there anyone who compares to Moz? Mark Hudson, maybe? Ben, any thoughts? I find it very scary, the similarities, sort of the career. Like, I mean, they're different, different styles of player, but the, I've said it before, the trajectory of Sean Morrison and Mark Hudson is almost identical. Yeah, you're right. right. When they both came into the club, they were, people weren't too sure, shaky start, um, got the armband and people weren't too impressed by those players take getting the armband. And then they've gone on to be loved by the club and sort of led the club to promotion. Yeah. It, um, yeah, it's mad just how similar those two are. Um, but yeah, I probably would say he's been the... It's hard to say when you've got Bamber in there when Bamber was at his best. Um, again, another great centre-back. But I think it's, consistently for the last couple of years, Morrison's just been unplayable. Like you said, the last 18 months to two years, he's hit his peak and we're lucky that... Because I did get a bit worried when there was that talk of West Ham looking at him. I was mm-hmm. thinking, mm, it's a move that would probably go terribly for him because I've seen the way West Ham defend. But... Um, it's a move that wouldn't it wouldn't have surprised me if he did go. Yeah, because Tom, it would have been kind of like his last his last chance to go to the Premier League club, right? He's twenty nine, thirty now. They're, you know, in a couple of years' time, he's not going to be, you know, sadly the way the football's going, there's not going to be that much attention on him from the Premier League. But are you glad he stayed? Yeah, definitely. He'll get Premier League football with us next season. It's fine. But um, I, I I don't think I don't think Hudson comes close to Morrison now. I think I was a huge Hudson fan back in the day, but I think like how consistent. Morrison's been for the amount of seasons he has as well, mm-hmm. when a lot around him has been shit at times. Um, I, 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 I don't know, I think, he's be- I think he's significantly better than Bamber as well. I think he's just been the linchpin of everything that's been good about us in the seasons that have gone by. And I think we won't fully appreciate how good he was until he's not playing with us anymore. You know, he's long retired. Let's not, let's not talk about that because I don't think I can cope with that. <laughs> um, I just want him to be in the team forever. <laughs> uh, Alex Cornish says, I think we had a really good window in the end, but is there anyone we were credibly linked with that you regret us not being able to get? Um, I mean, on the final days, it was kind of Charlie Austin. Um, there was a few unnamed players, but I, I can't really remember if there was anyone that we were credibly linked with that I would, would say that I regret us not getting. I would have liked Charlie Austin, but I don't think we needed him. Do, do you agree, Ben? No, I really was so glad that we didn't get Austin in the end. Um, you speak to West Brom fans, he's lost that at yard of pace he had that sort of mm-hmm. made him lethal. Um, he's very expensive. He's very fucking moany. Um, <laughs> he probably would have done, done more harm than good coming in. Um, to be honest, all the players we sort of, that were credible links, we ended up signing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. There was no one really that sort of was on the radar that sort of everyone was like, oh, they've got away. There was people, sort of agents throwing names out there to try and get them a move. Um, CC Anthony Knockout in that one. Enjoy Forest, lad. Um, but no, there was. 
like we've we said before, we probably missed a trick at not getting a fullback in, but we weren't really linked with anyone. No, we weren't. Madison, possibly. Him going to Sunderland in League One was a bit of a surprise. I thought he just stayed in the Championship. He also signed a new deal at Wolves, though, which... That doesn't surprise me. I thought that was always going to be the case. I don't think... So. I th- Wolves rate him. Wolves aren't... Yeah, they do. I just wondered if, if this was going to be his move. To, like, if he'd signed for us, maybe it was because he was going to Sunderland, but if he'd signed for us, I could imagine him coming with a view to... You know, we had him on loan for a year, and in a year's time, we signed him on a free. Yeah. That's the way I saw it happening. Uh, Tom, anyone that you think that we missed out on, that we were linked to? No, I'm really happy in the end. I think I'm still not happy with like the amount of money we got for Patterson, as anyone who's listened before knows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, but I think the business coming in, I think we've done a very very good job. And I think we were worried about depth before. I'm still a little bit worried about depth. But everyone who's coming seems to bring a, an added bit of quality. Even like keeper Phillips coming in, good seeing yeah. him as well. Um, you know, <laughs> your you know, yeah, yeah. I've already got the shirt with Phillips on the back done now. But um, <laughs> you know, I think it's just. He's going to push Smithies a little bit, a little bit of extra quality there. Like Harry Wilson's just a, a massive coup. Like it's it's ridiculous. Hold those transfer I'm... window thoughts because we will cover it in more detail shortly. Yes. Um, okay. I just don't want you to. I don't want you to. You know. Blow my load shoot, early. shoot your load. Yeah, blow your load early. <laughs> I didn't yes. want to say that, but I guess there's another way of saying it. Um, <laughs> the underdog, I think that's how you say it. Says, can we talk about Harris's short, concise, agreeable nods to questions whenever he's interviews? I can't be the only one who's noticed it. Um, he's got a few ticks in his interviews, doesn't he, Harris? Asking his own questions and answering them. These little nods. Like, the one thing I don't think Harris's answers are is short and concise. <laughs> no. Short <laughs> concise answers to the questions he fucking asked himself. Yeah, but yeah. not short concise answers anywhere else. No, he's, um, he, he talks, he's, you know, I do love the man, but he's very David Brent sometimes. Um, thought, uh, Simon Hiscock, Stato says, thought Junior had a quiet game today. Morrison, superb. Hands up for swearing at the telly when Moore played in Ojo instead of Wilson. I think there was a lot of people swearing across a, across a card at that point. Uh, Matthew Myers, Mayers says, Moz is a colossus at the back, simply fantastic. Thought Wilson was great. Did his defensive duties and got himself into good positions. Was very surprised Preston didn't attack the left side more when Bakuna filled in. And his, his quotable was, oh, for fuck's sake, get in Ojo, you beautiful bastard. Um, and also one of the biggest positives for me is that I didn't find myself thinking we needed Tomlin going to be interesting to see how Harris goes with when everyone's available Um, there's a couple of questions about the next game which we'll cover off left Uh, Alan Grimes says Morrison is the best defender in the league done I mean I don't disagree and the last question was from Alex Strange who says when did Marlon Pack turn into Sergio Biscuits Um, they kind of look alike a little bit don't they Tom no I think you're I think you're clutching a bit there they just got both got square jaws. I think that's as far as it goes. Yeah, I think that's the only comparison we can make. Listen, and they both just, play football. I think they both play football. They're midfielders. Just got better fucking um, <laughs> veneers as well. Oh got yeah, they are mental. Teeth are mental. But Marlon Pack, so they veneers. They're like no, he, went to Turkey, he went to Turkey for those bad boys, didn't he? Yeah, it looks like he's put a fag packet inside his mouth. <laughs> no, when you do when you get the train the orange train tickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never noticed his veneers. I've never noticed his veneers. Um, You're blinded by Joe Bennett, too. I am blinded by Joe Bennett's lovely, lovely teeth. Um, moving swiftly on, and this is where you can talk about all the things you want to talk about the transfer window, Tom. It's the transfer window wrap-up section. Hooray! Makes sense. Um, I let, top line, Ben, are you happy with our business? Yeah. Tom, happy with our business? Happy with the business in, less happy about out. Oh. Ben, just, do you have just financially. Just financially, uh, he's fro- he froze again. Yeah, just in terms of like, sorry, sorry, I'm letting I'm letting the team down with my connection tonight. Um, 
yeah, just just the amount of money we got for Patterson just still riles me a little bit for someone of his age. But I think the business end you cannot argue with. It's absolutely it's been brilliant, really. I, I've never seen I never expect anything from us on like transfer deadline day. Yeah. And I ended up just sitting there watching the TV all day thinking, but hell, we are, we're bringing people in here. We're linked with people. And it, it's not just panic. It, like, it seems to have some sort, sort of thought has gone into this. But it, but it was kind of classic, classic us at the moment, right? I think nothing seems to leak from the club at the moment, but all of a sudden on the, you know, the night before it's Wilson's coming in and on the day it's Phillips. Dylan Phillips was a very quiet signing. There was simply no rumours of that. And then Benkovic was mentioned in the morning and it took a little bit longer, but it all came out of nowhere, didn't it? Yeah, it's um, it's I it, I can't decide if that's because the club has a plan. I think Wilson's a different case because he was obviously linked with Premier League moves, and I yeah. think his loan move for anyone was last last minute. Um, and fair play to the club for stumping up the funds to bring him in. They knew it was too good of an opportunity to turn down, even if it meant missing out on Woodrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think Benkovic made sense. It's a young defender again, achieving the target lowering in the age bracket. Um, you losing thirty-one-year-olds. Aidan Flint and bringing in a 23-year-old sought after decent ball-playing centre-back to win there. Um, bringing a surprise third-choice goalkeeper, another third goalkeeper in. But again, he's 25 years old and the other two goalkeepers are 30. Um, Charlton player of the year last year as well. Yeah, it all so just obviously quality. very well thought out in a very strange way. And I'm not used to that from Cardiff. It felt very last minute but thought out at the same time. I guess that's just the way the window was, but yeah, it was think, a strange one. I think the domestic window definitely played a part in it, right? Because if you're not signing players from Europe, then you don't have to really rush. And if, you don't, if, you, if you're not rushing, then other clubs might sign players from Europe where, like the Harry Wilson one is a prime example, right? If he's not going to a Premier League club, then you have two weeks then to essentially wrap it up on loan. And I think he's, uh, Harris alluded to the fact that it was kind of last minute today. But, you know, I think we, we talk about it. Uh, I think we could, we could talk for hours about Harry Wilson. But it is a coup, isn't it? I mean... There's lots of rumours flying around about how much we're paying, the loan fee, is it payable if we get promoted and all that kind of stuff. But, Tom, I think it's a statement from the club, isn't it, signing someone like that? Yeah, it's bringing someone in with proven goals. We haven't done that in ages. Like, and he scored like a decent amount, was it like 7-31, I think, at Bournemouth in the Prem. But he mm-hmm. scored like 7-13 at Hull and then like 18 at Derby. Like, I that, think I- that's quality. I think his stats at Derby was something like 15 goals in the league and about seven or eight assists. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's 22, 22 direct goal contributions, right? And if you pair that with someone like Tomlin last year who got 18 or 19 goal contributions and you've brought in Kiefer Moore as well, you think that all adds up, right? Yeah, definitely. And like you can already, and the fact he's already got a link with Kiefer Moore, do you know what I mean, as well? So it's not like it's going to take three or four weeks for them to bed in. You know, mm-hmm. you can see them having a lovely chat going out to the pitch in the second half. <laughs> I put a smile to my face. It's like, a lovely you know, chat. There's just like little positives like that just make it seem that well thought through and just it just gives us that added advantage over mm-hmm. clubs who may not have done the same thing. Ben, are you just really excited about Harry Wilson? Yeah, I think it's, and this is a big, big claim, but I think it's probably the most exciting loan signing we've had since Bellamy. Really? You think yeah. that, that good? I genuinely think it is. You look at sort of Bellamy came in that first spell. He had just won Man City's Player of the Year um, the season before. He was peak of his powers. You've got a player then in Wilson who's still yet to come to his peak of his powers. Mm-hmm. It's probably offering a goal contribution if we go off previous seasons that we haven't seen since Whittingham, um, sort of the first couple of years of the CCS. For um, me, it just it just feels like Kumas that first year. 
Um, I think we we we'd not had the best summer under the you know the first year that Kumas came in. We'd signed people like Jermaine Darlington and Neil Cox who were coming to the end of their careers, and all of a sudden Kumas was kind of like the the sprinkling of star power that we needed. And it, again, it was a coup because Kumas was brilliant at West Brom. There was no way we really should have had the rights to sign him, but the, the club got him over the line. And that's what it just feels like for me. Wilson is just almost like a bonus signing. Um, let's and, be honest, boys. We're all delighted that we got him over the fucking jacks. Yeah, Uh, yeah. (laughs) and Derby to be fair. Yeah, it's just mad because like every time his name is like banded about on Twitter, just you look at the comments. Everyone's like, as if he'd send for Cardiff, long ball Cardiff. You never got a Cardiff. Klopp wouldn't send send him for Cardiff. And I said, there you fucking go, lads. And and it it actually (laughs) transpired that Klopp wouldn't send him anywhere but Cardiff because of the relationship we had with them over Grujic. Fantastic, isn't it? It's just, I think it's, it's you know, and I think we talked about you know, and I think. I've talked about it on Twitter and, and a few other fans have as well. Like it, it looked like a really dire transfer window, didn't it? it? It kind of, it looked like we were broke. It looked like we were going to be shipping out every player we could in order just to get some money. And in reality on the final day, Ben, it, it turned into a really good window. Yeah. I think it sort of frustrates me that the club played this blinder and sort of made it so stressful for the rest of the fucking summer. Yeah. But um, I think one thing that's sort of got to be looked at is, the clubs come into like a load of criticism. You've got all those fucking jack dickheads and all the other ones on top of the old pay for Salah thing. They're saying, oh, your, cheer- your chairman's on BBC pleading for poverty, pleading for a bailout, and then spunks this money on Harry Wilson. Right, let's be very clear. They're two different things. Hmm. When he's talking about like a bailout and handout for the Premier League, he's talking about improving the funding in a very dire situation. It doesn't mean the club's imminently going bust. Um, and the money was also recouped from transfers and player sales. Well, yeah. Um, club hasn't re- I wouldn't say the club's invested too much. We've probably invested two mil off um, what we got for Kiefer Moore. Um, but it's a very different thing asking for a restructuring of Premier League payments and sort of the way the whole league's, football league's funded to signing a player on loan who's on 25 grand a week from Liverpool. Which, yeah, and I think I, on Friday, because um, it was that kind of day, I, I got a spreadsheet out and put in all the wages that I think we've, got you know we've shaved about seven or eight players worth of wages off the wage bill when you think of people like Connolly were on quite big wages still at the club and they've all gone in the summer it was something like eight eight and a half million quid in terms of transfer fees and wages that we've now let go and we've only I think we've spent about three or four million of that on if if all the reports have to be believed on new transfers Kiefer Moore and and Harry Wilson now so I mean Tom we've cut our cloth accordingly and we've just been able to, to to pull off a big signing yeah as much as I was moaning earlier on about it being bad business out, you know, you needed to get some of the wages off our bill. Like, yeah. And we, well, we have replaced it with quality. So, we, yeah, just can't really complain. Um, we just hopefully we don't ruin Wilson's career now for just for him and for Wales's sake. Because I can, I can imagine it just going tits up. That's I'm, my I'm, worry. Yeah. Like, he's been quality everywhere. Oh, they're, they're, wait! Hopefully, he gets his first goal now in the first couple of games, and we'll be, we'll be I mean, fine. Why are we? He's played what sixty minutes for the club, and we're already thinking about how we've written, we're going to write off his career. I, I mean, panicked myself on. again. We're, I've we're, done it again, we're Ben. We're pessimistic as football fans, but let's not. But for every, right, let's, let's be real. But for every Kumas first spell, there's a Tom Lawrence when he came. Yeah, yeah. but Zaha or something like that. Oh, Zaha didn't even want to be here. That doesn't count. Yeah, true. Because, yeah, Harry Wilson did say he always wanted to be in Cardiff, you know. It's the yeah. Oh, I've got a, a bit of a segue. <laughs> I've got a lot of time for Neil Harris keep referring to us as the capital. 
Yeah. It's just, it's fucking, it's every, every interview now. Oh, you know, things are done uh, differently in the capital, you know, with the international clearance and stuff. And Harry's excited to come to the capital. He's a Welsh lad. And, you know, when we're back in the capital, it's a new drinking game. Every time he mentions the capital. And who'd have, feel like, who'd have thought London-born Neil Harris would sign up as a member of Yes Cymru? I know, yeah. fantastic, isn't it? Ind- independence <laughs> for Wales, led by Neil Harris. Oh, can he comes out with a T-shirt on? <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, good on Neil Harris. Well, he's not from London, though. He's from Orsett in Essex. So, um, just All right. put that clear. Um, just to, to be clear there. I mean, uh, Ben, let's, let's talk about Benkovic as well. Um, get, shipping out Aidan Flint, getting in Benkovic. That seems like a very good swap, doesn't it? I think it's a great move. Um, Flint's on a massive wage. You need to get rid of him. He's, like you said, he was very unhappy not playing. Mm-hmm. Um, his Instagram posts, the sort of saltiness from that sort of sum that up. Um mm-hmm. Was he as bad as sort of? I'm going Neil Harris here. Was, yeah. he, <laughs> was he as bad as we thought? Probably not. Did we need to get rid of him? Yes, yes, I think we did. He he's just a, he's another player. He suffered last year because he was playing in a terrible Warnock system where everything everything was bad at the start of last year, and he shouldn't have been playing alongside Morrison. If you think Flint and Nelson would probably work quite well together, yeah, not as well as Morrison and Nelson, obviously, no, but not but. As well as. I know you're not saying that, Ben, but um, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. The system didn't suit him, and it really highlighted the flaws in his game. And yeah. then things were going bad for us in certain periods as well. We were winning games and stuff, and again, that highlights how the flaws in his game. So I think it's a good move for him, and it's a good move for the club. I think that one of the stats I read about Aidan Flint was he got something like ten goal con- contributions last year. He scored five and assisted a few as well. So uh, that's one thing you can say that we might miss, right? His goals from the back, but. Nelson obviously came with a couple of big ones last year as well, so hopefully that'll change things uh, there. Um, and let's talk about the goalkeepers as well, Ben. Uh, Joe Day is he long for the world at Cardiff? Probably out in January on loan, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I just think it's a case of the club wanting to get a younger keeper in to sort of look to the future. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I'm, I'm more disappointed for George Ratcliffe than I am Joe Day. Um, Joe Day will go to a League One club and he'll do all right again. He sort of moved from league. He moved from the championship to uh, from League Two to the championship. He'll end up in League One, and he's yeah. earned a few quid. It's a decent move for him, no matter what uh, sort of county fans say. Um, county, county, but this sort of really does hurt George Ratcliffe's progression into the uh, first team uh, for a keeper that's really, really highly thought of, not just by Cardiff but as Wales. Sort of the Welsh mm-hmm. FA see him as a future number one for Wales. Um. Hopefully it doesn't steer him off the path too long and sort of he can still come through our academy. We don't want another case of a player that should have been a Cardiff City player that we brought through the academy. We have to release and he goes somewhere else and does wonders. Like um, Cameron Cox and Solihull. Um, I think... I mean, Sol- Alex- Solihull or Man City. He picked the yeah, right choice. Picked the right choice. Um, I think, I think Rat- well, Ratcliffe's 20, right? You've got Smithies who's 30 and I think... He's, he's two or three years away, perhaps, from thinking about leaving the club and going back closer to home. So I know he's a northern boy. So surely then it becomes Phillips as number one and, and Ratcliffe backing him up and, and, and pushing him then. Because Ratcliffe then will still only be 22, 23 years old. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully it doesn't stop too much uh, in terms of Ratcliffe's progression. But I, I, I see where you're coming from with that one. Um, and Tom, this one's for you. Do you know, with the injury situation, with the, the, the depth we need at right back, you talked about the depth of the squad and, and the fullback still needing depth. Do you, do you think we need to sign you know, a free agent at right back? We've, we've got the list of free agents on transfer market up. We could get Antonio Valencia in. Um, Shalotto, who I think was at um, Brighton uh, last year. Yeah. Danny Simpson's available. Do you think we need to sign someone like that? 
Yeah, just get someone in. I think it's like just get bodies in. Um, and I was surprised the amount of quality that was in that list. Really, you know, mm. um, especially if they're going to be a backup anyway. Um, and if they're free agents, wages shouldn't be too much of an issue. Kari um, Sagner, he's on a free. So, so like, yeah, get someone in. Um, I don't care who it is, to be honest with you. <laughs> just, just get someone in, just so we've got a bit of cover. Because I don't want Bakuna floating between midfield, right and left back is not a long term solution. Well, it's just going to so, confuse him, isn't it? Yeah, poor lad. Like he doesn't he know where he is. Doesn't see the brightest button anyway. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. <laughs> hell, you don't even know the guy. <laughs> but yeah, get someone in. Yeah. <laughs> Get someone in, right? Long and short of it, get someone in. Um, I asked uh, on Twitter through the v- VFTN VFT Ninian account. Uh, we asked a few questions to uh, our loyal loyal followers, um, and I'll run through the polling now, and we can we can talk about the answers because that's what they're for. They're a discussion starter. Um, the first question I asked people was which signing excites you most, uh, Kiefer Moore or Harry Wilson? No surprises, Harry Wilson with eighty eight percent of the vote. Um, any surprises there for you too, Tom? Uh, no, I, I voted more. <laughs> just, you're a football purist yeah you know he's, I like a big lad up top so um, mm-hmm. you know I've, they perfectly complement each other I think one works with the other so if there was a, a both option I would have been that guy who would have voted that I'm well and truly on the fence yeah Ben do you, do you agree with Wilson being the more exciting uh, I think so yeah but it's, it, we're lucky to have him let's make no mistake about that The uh, twenty, I think it's rumoured we've got a 20 million pound option to buy at the end of the season Exercise yeah. it now. Just yeah. do it, it now. Fucking happen, is it? Let's set up a GoFundMe. All I'm picturing is we've got a penalty last minute um, to go up automatically. Vincent Tan runs on the pitch and punts it into Rosette to stop the fucking transfer going through. I'd love to sign it permanently. Uh, the next question I asked if there was one other position we could have signed a player for, what could it have been? Striker, right back, a proper winger. Not sure what I meant by that. Another central midfielder. Um, no surprises, 54.8% of the vote went to right back. And we've just talked about the, the free agents are on show that, and what we need to do there. Should we have signed Charlie Austin too? About a quarter of people said yes, but 75% of people said no. Again, probably no surprises, but you, whoever knows with the Cardiff City fan base. Um, who are you starting at 10? Now this, this surprise thing. Tomlin or Wilson, I don't, I don't know if you guys have seen the vote, but if you want to have any guesses, Tom, you've seen the vote? Oh, uh, yeah, I watched by that, yeah. Um, ben, did you see the <laughs> actual final results? I've not, actually, no, because... Have I'm... a guess, then. Have a guess. That's my game. Have a guess. What do you think it was? Who got who got what? Oh, who got what? Yeah. Um, I'd assume Tomlin sort of won by, like... I'm going to go for the old Brexit thing, 48-52. Uh, the cursed ratio. You're not far yeah. off. Um, Tomlin, Wilson, 50% each. Really? Yeah, which I was surprised at because I thought Tomlin, like you, Ben, I thought Tomlin might edge that um, just because people see Wilson as a bit of a winger. But that just shows really, like, it shows that Tomlin's going to have a job on his hands this season, doesn't it, Ben? Tomlin, like, I don't know how Tomlin's going to take that. Tomlin mm. likes being the sort of golden boy, doesn't he? He loves that we absolutely adore him, sort of. I think that's sort of what's made him sort of hit his peak like, last year was that the fans love him and sort of mm-hmm. are desperate for him to do well. If suddenly they've got a new favourite toy, I'm thinking Toy Story. He's, he's going to be thrown up <laughs> hit with a lamp out of a window, isn't he, Paul Wilson? Yeah, I, I, I am, I'm interested to see the dynamic. I think, especially if, you know, if we've got wingers, like say Murphy comes in and has a really good run, Ojo obviously maybe kickstarts a run now, then Wilson can only play at 10, really, can't he? Because he can't displace the two of our strongest wingers there, Tom. 
Um, and, and then Tomlin's nose is out of joint. It's, 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 gonna, it's interesting. It's a good problem to have, isn't it, Ben? You know, yeah, well, we... completely. Last year we relied on Tomlin, didn't we? Yeah, it's good to have an option. And like, I, Wilson isn't going to come in and play nine. We're like, we've got such a congested fixture list over the next yeah. like, month or so. So we're going to need a bit of rotation anyway. And so teams are going to line up against us and not know who's going to be starting 10, who's going to be starting wide. And I think, you know, it's, it, I think it's only going to work in our favour. All right. I, will, I agree with that there. The wing is such um, interesting, though, Nick. I, sort of, I thought like Hoyler today was shite, mm. to put it bluntly. Well, uh, Harris, Harris alluded to it in his post-match press conferences. He said that White, he, 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 he kind of mentioned that when M- Murphy gets up to speed, so I don't know if Murphy's been um, not fit or whatever, and he also said Gavin White wasn't with the group today. So he's obviously thinking about the wider winger situation. So maybe, maybe Hoyler is on borrowed time. I think so, because I just don't think he's been good all season. He hasn't uh, hit the ground running, has he? I, he's, he can't run at the moment. That's the problem. It seems like he's running through treacle at times. Yeah. Um, it's really not the player we thought he, what, like he used to be. I don't know if his legs have gone over the summer or if it's just all caught up with him. He's played a lot of football um, since he's been at the club. He's, I think this summer, when we were off of the coronavirus, is probably the longest rest he's had. But, yeah. Um, Maybe yeah, he's just bored just, of football. Just not what, he's not hitting the heights I want him to. Because I think he's a quality player, and I think on his days, probably, while he's not our quickest winger, he's probably our most skillful and most creative winger. He's most consistently creative, isn't he? Because I think when we went up, he got sort of 20 goals and assists, um, got a few goals in the Premier League, and even last year when he wasn't playing particularly well, he was still getting some goals. So it's a shame, isn't it, Tom? Because it does seem like Hoylet's powers are kind of on the wane now. Yeah, definitely. And it, it's a pity it's come in the same time as we've got like more up top where we won a bit of quality out wide and a bit of delivery into the box. But, you know, he's still solid. Um, he's not going to really let you down, but he's just not setting the world alight like he was. And perhaps mm-hmm. like with having a few other flair players, again, it might free him up a little bit so there's less pressure on him. Yeah. But yeah, it, yeah, he doesn't look the, the threat that he was and cutting in and whipping balls into the box, which, yeah, like I said, timing's a bit of a pity, really. Uh, the next question was, how much of a roller coaster was this transfer window? Uh, treetops, megaphobia, speed, or Nemesis Inferno? Because I couldn't think of another Oakwood-based roller coaster. Um, <laughs> treetops, eighteen percent. Speed, twenty-five percent. Nemesis, twenty-three percent. And megaphobia ran out with thirty-three percent of the vote. But Ben, you, you particularly enjoyed the Oakwood reference in that uh, in that question, didn't you? I did. Um, I think I enjoyed it more because two days ago I was watching, you know, those random videos you get stuck in a wormhole on Facebook. Yeah. Someone like Unilad went to Oakwood because it was rated the worst theme park in the UK. Yeah. I, I, I have watched the very same video. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and they, <laughs> yeah, and what they talked about was the amount of wasps that were there. <laughs> as well. Oh, God. But they we are the such losers. Shack. They missed the chicken shack and they didn't go to Jake's Goldmine, so... Uh, Jake Scormine's oh. class. Um, I could have put other roller coasters in there, like Snake River Falls, um, yeah. which is a, a classic roller coaster from Oakland. I'm, I mean, I'm just glad. Look, we've done a lot of votes over the season that I think sort of, I'm going to say, I'm not a man of people like Tom is. I think the Cardiff City fan base has let us down on some of these votes. I wouldn't but, say um, so. <laughs> but for Megaphobia to win and win comfortably, it proves there are good people still around. Yeah. Um, do you agree with it, Tom? Are you a megaphobia fan, or do you prefer speed, vertigo? No, I'm a you know, I was it the biggest wooden roller coaster in the world, wasn't it? And and you can tell it's fucking wooden when you're going round in it as well. Oh, you can! Oh my god, 
But, you know, it's better than treetops. So you're nearly taking your head off if you're over five foot two on that thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I um, spent the whole time ducked. Yeah, you, but, you know. For grabbing the branches. <laughs> as, as, a, as a West Walian, you know, I, you know, my heart is uh, quite close to Oakwood. So, yeah, and, and Megaphobia in particular. So, yeah, very happy with it. Oakwood Farm, though. Oh, Oakwood. Fuck Folly yeah, Farm. Fo- yeah, Folly Farm's a joke, mate. But I will say, I will put in a vote for the Caniston Centre down um, in West oh, Wales. Where you Crystal could do the, Maze. The Crystal Maze, yeah, which oh, was mate. a big summer highlight for me. Big summer highlight for me, going Absolutely to the Crystal Maze. Absolute class. Absolute yeah. class. I was a big Crystal Maze fan growing up, um, which probably makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, just looking at the Megaphobia Wikipedia, um, consistently been rated among the top wooden coasters in the Golden Tickets Awards, but Started in 1998, two years after it opened, it hit the heady heights of five, um, but it slowly declined. 2019, it's number 44. So um, it's falling a long way. Yeah, perfect metaphor for Oakwood. It's like Junior Hoyle's career, isn't it? Yeah, just slowly on the decline. And rounding up the the people's votes on Twitter, are you happy with our business? 97% said yes. Which, three days earlier, if you'd asked the same question, I reckon 97% of the people would have said no. Which shows the power of transfers, which is obvious, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, if you're asking a question about transfers, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah thanks, Tom. Um, <laughs> you can tell I used to work in consumer research. Um, right, before we get to looking ahead to Bournemouth, there is always time for a Hugh from the Ninian. Hugh, what did you make of this game? Yeah, Daddy Wilson's good mind, isn't he? Thanks, Hugh. Right, looking ahead to Bournemouth. Um, Bournemouth game is on Wednesday. Ben, how are you feeling about it? Nervous. Nervous? Um, Need a poo? Not yet, but I've, I've had a few coffees today and I haven't had one, oh. so... Have a cigarette, it'll set you off. Tonight could be interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, Bournemouth, um, our home records worry me. Sort of Since Harris has come on, we've sort of flipped. We've gone from the CCS being a big fortress and sort of not losing any there to sort of... We've looked very vulnerable at the CCS. Yeah. And without fans, apart from the Leeds game, sort of, it seems like without the fans, the pressure's on us more. Um, I think it, the fans make a huge difference in home games. It sort of, it becomes, it's easy to play at stadiums like ours. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah, it takes, not, the, takes the fear factor, doesn't it? Yeah, we're, we're not as, it's not the same as Ninian Park used to be, but um, when the stadium gets going, um, it's still, it's still going to make it uncomfortable for some players. And you look at Bournemouth, they're a bloody good side on paper. The sort of players they've still got there, um, they're not going to make it easy for us. Yeah, um, Aston Villa are winning, by the way, 91st minute goal, um, just if you're interested. Yeah, I was looking earlier at Bournemouth. Um, uh, the way it's like, I think they're unbeaten so far this season. Three, three wins, two draws. Um, they drew yesterday, I think, with QPR 0-0. Uh, apparently, Begovic put in a world-class performance. Di Brooks wasn't playing, though, Tom. Does Di Brooks scare you? Uh, yes. This is the only time in my life I'll probably say, like, I hope Di Brooks is injured and can't play. Um, but, um, yeah, if, if he, he has got the potential to tear us an absolute new one if he mm-hmm. plays. But he's, can he still move now? Or no, is that done? No, that's it. he's done. So he's at Bournemouth for the season. Well, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, that's worrying long term in the in the league as well. Like, yeah, they're a team that should be a comfortably in the automatic positions. To be honest with you, with the squad they've got, and like the likes of like Josh King and stuff still there as well. And well, that's just, it. I was surprised really. They kept hold of they kept hold of King, Brooks, and um, Dominic Solanke, who I know can't score in the Premier League, but you'd think people were looking at him. Um, their squad's just stacked, isn't it, Ben? It's 
if you're looking at like they've spent a lot of money, let's not forget that. But Christ, that's if you're looking at that in the championship, it should be they should be the team if there is going to be one this year that sort of walk away in the league, even above Watford. Yeah. Um, you look at sort of Bournemouth squad, and yeah, they've got players that are real Premier League quality. Uh, King is sort of a bottom half striker in the Premier League. Most clubs would have him, um, or Man United apparently as well in January. Um, I think because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer knows him. Yeah, because he's Norwegian. I, the same I, agent or something. And they've got the same agent, yeah, but let's not go into that. <laughs> no more cuts. I'm not cutting anything else out of this. <laughs> no libel. <laughs> wasn't libel. Um, it happened. It did but happen. Yeah, but like the likes of Carter Vickers and stuff coming in as well. Yeah. Like, and like you've got Mepham at the back as well. They, they're solid. Like it's not just the attacking options. I don't I get Carter Vickers. I think he's shit. Um, there we are. Then. We're all right. He was he was at Stoke last year, wasn't he? And I thought he was the worst so, yeah. right back in the league. Didn't know he was American. No, he was at Luton last year as well. So he had Stoke and Luton last year. Absolute bastions of the EDL. <laughs> is that, is um, that staying in? Yeah, it's staying. <laughs> of course, it'll stay in. It's Tommy Robinson. He's from Luton. Yeah, um, from- uh, Tom, is this like a test of where Cardiff want to be? You know, we're we're happy. We got Wilson. We should be in the ascendancy now. You know, beating Bournemouth, right? That should be that. That should be a show of where we are, right? I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know you're going up, Ben. Um, <laughs> <I stopped>. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think Preston was as well because like, Preston's normally kind of a way you can measure yourself up because they're solid. They're a solid team, and if you if you can contend with them and nick a win off them, you're doing well. And then Bournemouth's like that level above. Then it's like if if you get a result against Bournemouth, you're, you're definitely doing well in that league, and we should be towards the top. But like, mm-hmm. I probably like a draw wouldn't be a bad result. I know it's at home, but you've lost the home advantage at the moment anyway. So if you get anything from Bournemouth, I think yeah, we're we're, we're looking good, and especially with we're only going to improve in, over the next few weeks when people start to gel as well. Do you agree with that, Ben? Yeah, I think that's spot on. Um, wow! If you, if you came away with spot a point, if you came with a point away, a point or three. Um, you're gonna be very happy with what if we if we draw, if we, as long as you don't lose, we'll start three unbeaten then. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a solid little foundation to get going on. It's going to be a tough, tough few weeks now. I sort of the Sky put the fixtures up, and I didn't realise just not just how congested it's, they are, but the quality of teams we're coming up against in that window as well. From what I remember, we've got five games in the next thirteen days, and then I don't really know what happens beyond that. So it is starting to to really jam up, isn't it? But what I would say is like we've got out of the next six games, four of them are at home, and I yeah. know like I know you haven't got the home advantage in terms of fans, but it's not travelling. Like you know, you're in familiar surroundings and stuff, so. It's it's an ideal time for us to try and like like I said like a draw in this would be fine and then you kick on in those other games then and we're rather, and we're strong away from home as well but it it gives us a chance to kind of improve our home record and build for the rest of the season and looking at the fixtures and uh, you know we've got Bournemouth Middlesbrough Derby QPR Barnsley Bristol Millwall Coventry Luton Huddersfield is is the next run up until the start of December and I think the only game there that you really worry about at the moment really is Bournemouth isn't it. And I think that's because they're, they're up there. I think Bristol, they're doing well, but we always seem to have a bit of a hoodoo over Bristol. And we always seem to be able to get results against them. And the rest are, you know, Coventry, Luton, Huddersfield, Millwall. They're, they're much of a muchness. So if we, if we do get a good result against Bournemouth, it, it really sets us up going into a run of crucial games, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's, you go in that. If you can get a win off that, it'll give you a lift. Um, let's make no mistake, Warnock's going to come and shit, try and shit out away to get three points. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a shame the fans. I, I think that's probably the one game that's a real shame the fans aren't there for. So we can um, call him a wanker. Yeah, just just to get him back and sort of make him feel at home again. 
but um, yeah. yeah, I think it's it's a tough. I, I think it's a tough run. I think QPR are going to be far away from the playoffs this year. I think they're looking good. Derby, they're going to sack their manager the week before they play us, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. get Gary Rout back. <laughs> He's doing all right, Millwall. <laughs> He's doing all right, Millwall. Barnsley just got a new manager, but then obviously Bristol drop their first, it's only till now because they drop their first points this weekend. Um, you need that lift of a sort of unbeaten run. You're not going to win them all, but if you can go through those unbeaten, then you're going to be in and around the playoffs, aren't you? Always there or thereabouts, and that's what we want. Uh, Tom, score prediction for Bournemouth? Uh, one all. Ben? I'm going to go 3-2-C. I'm going to go 2-0 like it was uh, when we last played them at the CCS. Uh, before we get to the view from Ninian Hall of Fame, we were talking about uh, our away form. Uh, Sky put the tweet out earlier. Uh, since Neil Harris first game in charge of Cardiff in November 2019, the most away league points, Cardiff, ahead of Leeds, Liverpool, Millwall and Reading on 34. The rest are on 32. And the most away league wins were up there with Leeds and Liverpool with 10. So it shows that you know we're getting the results away from home under Harris and uh, we just need to take that back to the CCS. Rounding off the view from the Ninian, as always, is the view from the Ninian Hall of Fame. Last episode was so long ago, I literally can't remember what was in there. But did you win again, Tom? Uh, yeah, I you did. did. 50, it was 59% for the Ninian Park Club. Uh, club. I turned into Wally Gunnar Solskjaer there. Club. <laughs> club. <laughs> club shop. Um, Ninian Park Club shop, 59%. The Risdale Golden Ticket Scam, 25%. And the downtrodden, unloved Cardiff City women's team, 16%. Carrying on the trend, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, Tom, you won. You get to go first this time. I'm sick of going first. Right. <laughs> I'm winning all the fucking time. My name's Tom, man of the people. You hear all that, right. people? He doesn't want you to vote for him this week. Yeah, don't vote for him. He's sick of you. Anyway, if you're done, please vote for me. And vote for the Algarve Cup shirt. That was, you know, rightly retired after that glorious, glorious triumph out in the Algarve. You know, beating the giants of Celtic and Gamares. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's a fantastic shirt that we never got to see a year of. You know, the lovely, is it Homer or Joma? How, do, how are we saying it these days? Joma. I, I, I say Joma, but it could be Homer. I, I thought you would have been a Homer bloke there, you know. No, Joma. I haven't. But anyway, back to yeah, Joma, yeah. The lovely Joma shirt. You know the white sleeves, the like just the, the the block of blue in the middle was just a sight to behold with the likes of Ledley McPhail running around in it, and it was just a real Gavin real pit. Gavin Ray, it, you know, it was a real pity that it, we didn't get a season of it, and I think that's why it needs to be brought back into people's focus and put mm-hmm. rightly in the in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, and you've made a good argument for it. Thank you, mate. Yeah, Ben, you're next. Um, I've gone for something that's very close to all our hearts at the moment. It's uh, Sean Morrison's massive throw that's come out of nowhere. <laughs> um, the picture I've got for Twitter is sensational. Um, he's topless and he's got the throw out in full, full in oh, all its cool. glory. It's I'm, just I'm fanning it, myself. It, it, it's 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 a wet pantser. Um, I think it's just. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, carry on carry on <laughs> it's just a magnificent barn isn't it we didn't realise he was he had footballing ability in him like he has I didn't realise he had a fucking throw like that in him either it's just magnificent and with the hair back slicked back on the pitch as well oh be still my beating heart yeah he's a stud um, I've gone big this week uh, rounding off the view from the Hall of Fame I've gone for Victor Camaras's 
Winning goal against Leicester. Um, it was the f- uh, a goal that gave us our first Premier League away win since April 2014, um, which is a mental statistic because we had only been in the Premier League until May 2014 and I didn't revisit <laughs> until that, le- that season. But um, I just think it was, you know, Camarasa was a, a beautiful, beautiful footballer as well as a beautiful, beautiful man. Um, uh, one of the, the most handsome men that's ever played for a club. And that goal, I mean, to do that in the 93rd minute, um, away at Leicester when Etheridge had saved the penalty. It was one of those days where it kind of looked like that we were never going never gonna to come good. But, but Camarasa, I mean, the dip, the actual precision to get it off that, that, that white Mizuno boot. I mean, he even wore Mizuno for fuck's sake. The guy's a football purist. Um, and I don't think, um, I, I have it on good authority that Tom Phillips was actually in tears after that goal. Bullshit, um, I'm not having this. <laughs> this. It was a goal that made Tom Phillips cry. And for that, I think it deserves a place in the view from the Ninian Hall of Fame. It's the toucher set up for me. Just that little roll. Rolls it out. That little, little rollover. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was different gravy, wasn't he? He's just Hiella stock, really. You've, got, you've gone big, you mate. You have. I have gone big. I'm wearing my Camarasa shirt at the moment as well. Um, I had a pair of his... Um, in work, we did a um, sort of golf day. And one of the prizes we had for, to auction off for Cancer Research Wales was a pair of Camarasa's boots, match worn. They were sat on my my desk for two weeks. Did you sniff them? I was just hugging them and slept with them. I kicked the missus on the sofa and just they were in instead. (laughs) Was it that Leicester game where Camarasa took his shirt off at the end of it and gave it to those old women in the crowd and they were like beside themselves they got Camarasa's (laughs) shirt and I was like looking at them and I was going, I would be very much beside myself as well if Camarasa... (laughs) The cobwebs got broken that day. Yeah, <laughs> if they'd um, if he deemed me worthy of getting his shirt. So yeah, Victor Camarasa's goal against Leicester is my vote for the Hall of Fame. As usual, we'll put this on the Twitter account at VFT Ninian. Um, look for it about Wednesday uh, this week and get your votes in, and we'll reveal the winner on next weekend's pod. And I think that's it for the week, boys. Um, it's been good to be back, hasn't it, Tom? Fantastic, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How'd you rate this pod out of ten, Ben? What did you think of this one? I think we're back with the win, aren't we, boys? Just like City this week, we've come out of the international break on form. Yeah. Uh, we've done well. Well, I can't wait for next weekend's when we've lost against Bournemouth and we're back in the doldrums again. So, Tom, <laughs> see you next weekend. See you, mate. And you, Ben, I'll see you next weekend as well. Love you, bye. Bye. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and